Welcome to Wii Universe. This is the show where we are playing through every single game in the Wii U catalog. And by God, if you are listening to this right now, we have done it. This is it, the final episode in the Wii U catalog. Holy shit, we made it. Uh, Yay! Everybody wave your wobbly Muppet arms up in the sky. I was going to say, Woody is definitely doing a Kirby dance, and now we're all doing it, which is perfect, perfect. That's the proper way to celebrate, I think. I mean, you know, holy shit, that's uh, so much. Obviously, we still have an episode coming next week. Uh, for those who want to hear uh, us wrap everything up, aggregate our lists, and kind of uh, give our final thoughts on this doomed ship of a console. but And uh, slowly go hoarse over the course of three hours. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or not so slowly in my case. Lately, I, it's like almost, it takes almost nothing for me to lose my voice. So I, I remember we recorded that episode going over every game on the Nintendo 64, and I believe at the end of the episode, you just fell out of your chair. I did. <laughs> Somebody had to put a cape over my shoulders. I can't go on, can't go on. But then I found a Boom, second James win Brown. when, when the Wii, yeah. Wii U came up. I'm like, ah. Uh, you gotta know, so do today, it for the Wii U. We yeah. gotta do it for the Wii U. Uh, my name is Steve Guntling. Hi, I'm, I'm Woody Siskowski. <laughs> that was an explosive sneeze. Uh, yeah, uh, I sneezed through your intro. I apologize. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> it's nice to get get some of that flavor, oh, that, yeah. that that nice sneeze, Chris Antista sneeze flavor in here. It's Christmas. <laughs> Chris and sneeze. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who else is joining us today? Uh, I'm Michael Raparez, and you you have uh, the entire three person team behind Video Game Apocalypse here on your show. <laughs> yes, so we thank, sure do. Thank and you for inviting you all right. of us. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah, I put I put the sum and threesome in video game podcast, <laughs> Matthew Allen. So, oh, well, we 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 knew we had to pull out all the stops for this game because and we and we had to end the Wii U on a strong note. You know, I feel like the overall impression of the Wii U that's probably been bolstered by our review of every game in the show is that it's kind <laughs> of a mediocre system. But we wanted bit. to show that this this console did give birth or helped co give birth to one of the most important games of the last decade. Uh, and that's a game called The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and that is what we are talking about today. Uh, a game that yeah. you can't help but sound like you're you're like a, a a press copy, you know, every time you describe it or every time you try to describe it because mm. it's always, there's so much hyperbole that comes out of me when I want to talk about this game and how important and how impactful it's been. Yeah, uh, you, but you, I'm going to try you, not to exaggerate too much. But This yeah. game is factually described as a sprawling open world masterpiece and you're like that's not me overselling it that's just what the yeah, game is it no is. it's just what technically what it is yeah. so well, I, to, I, I, I thought you were going to say gave birth to another mediocre nintendo system because <laughs> where i where i sit like we're almost six years later to the day and that's the kind of why i'm here is to see how literally how this game performs on this last gen system with the exact same game on the brand new system and i just remember it not being a huge difference like the, yeah. <laughs> the the switch did certain things better but it was it was not a ps4 to ps5 jump it wasn't no. even a, no. a, a ps4 to ps4 it, Pro. It, I, it was like there's an extra layer of detail in the background if you look really closely on switch. And the, yeah. the, load, the loading is a few seconds faster on the switch mm-hmm. right yeah i noticed the I don't know that there were that many people who owned the Wii U version, though. So who can tell, right? No, like there wasn't was, enough people yeah. to talk it, it, about it, that what, version. What sucked really about it, it is the the, I'd say the privilege aspect. Uh, the hardcore nerds in press 
didn't really have to bother with it. So I really had to like look to people mm. like Digital Foundry who went out of their way to cover the Wii U uh, Breath of the Wild and the one or two people I knew who just who couldn't get a Switch those first couple months and couldn't wait. And yeah. it really yeah. was did you just make up an, a new form of privilege for me a little bit to be guilty about? Is there really yeah, Zelda not, not a lot of people. Look, That's just your Zelda you don't privilege. don't have all day to sit around out, you know? like waiting for Wario64 to tweet out a pre-order link. Yeah, and, I believe and, it, it's it's new console privilege is the technical mm-hmm. term. Right. <laughs> We're like, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I know for like Matt and Michael and I, like I, I've had to pull over like several times because like one of them found a link to a new system. Like, ah, <laughs> shit, pre-orders are up and like I, I have to pull over and, and just try again. And I know that's not how everybody lives. You know, they wait. A lot of people, even people I knew, waited to see things on retail shelves. Yeah. And there were a very few people I knew who like, I'm just not going to do that. I have a Wii U. I'm going to play Breath of the Wild how, there. How long was that sort of dry spell? I mean, we're still in the bizarre PS5, like not on the shelf dry spell. I, like how, I how just long saw was the Switch a, run? Yeah, go I ahead. Ju- sorry. A, well, I should say that just for people listening. You'd never think GameStop would have PS5s, but what they've done is, uh, well, Costco put that awful bundle out with the headphones, extra controller, $100 gift card, so it's like a $900 PS5, but you're, you know, they're not overcharging for it very technically. GameStop <laughs> has a shitload of PS5s on the shelves, but you have to, you have to sign up for their $15 a year pro service, and the two people I... Th- Call them like GameStop has plenty, but you have to sign up for their fifteen dollar a year annual service. They're like, never mind. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll right. pay the one thousand dollars just yes. to avoid getting. I'll, a part wait, of I'll that. wait. I don't need the extra fifteen bucks. <laughs> Seriously, but they were adults. But the Switch, where we're standing almost six years later, never a price drop. Not one. No, it, it, it is never needed to be. There's you know, never it's needed. Never to be. stopped still, being a hot item. I still see them on shelves, but in like fact, with the OLED, is there a price increase? Like it, it, there's the more expensive yeah. version. There's right? the OLED. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Doesn't the OLED cost fifty dollars more? I guess there's technically a price drop if you count the switch. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. that that that. But, I mean, that only has cheaper, half. But, I mean, that is missing essentially the feature that makes a switch a switch. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, but it just like I see them on store shelves, but. Not overstocked, and yeah, not enough to necessitate even a little price drop, especially not around Christmas. And Still selling... so, yeah. Woody, to answer your question, I remember I didn't get a Switch right at launch. I was one of those people. I would just kind of, you know, checking retail. It was a good at yeah. least six months before I saw Switches like on shelves. You could do the stocking thing, which I typically do around console launches, which is, yeah, you check all these services online, you hit refresh a thousand times or whatever. But um, yeah, in terms of like store shelves, I'd say it wasn't until the next, so summer of 2017 yeah. when it's like, okay, yeah, these are around. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I- it took a while and I, it is kind of interesting to talk about this game just at the very end of the Wii U catalog because, well, A, it is one of the last games released for the system, definitely the last Nintendo game. But <laughs> the also, last thing you to know, get excited like, about. <laughs> the, the Wii U really was, like, in retrospect, the dry run for the Switch. This was, like, let's, let's iron out the details, let's figure out what people liked about this and what they didn't like about it, and then we'll apply all of this to our new console which is effectively going to erase the Wii U from relevance for all time. <laughs> like, that's essentially what it did. Like, it overshadowed it in pretty much every way. So it's interesting to see this game, which was shepherded for the Wii U. It started on the Wii U. It was meant to be a Wii U exclusive and only became yeah. like a Switch game over time. Mm-hmm. And and uh, has 
which oddly enough is the yeah. second time they did that with That's the Zelda true. title, which is. I can't wait for all the speculation that will be around the next Zelda game to ship because of that. People will be like, see, that's when the new Switch is coming yep. out. That's what they do. It's a yep. bridge games. It's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> by now, what? It's supposed to be coming out in May or something like that? Like, yeah, we would have heard something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but it is interesting that, like, you know Nintendo didn't plan that. They weren't like, yeah, we're going to make no, Zelda titles, the, these weird bridge games that, that absolute straddle accident. two generations. It it's just like, no. As good as it is, Dude, could this have not have saved the Wii U or at least bought it another year? You know, if if it had been exclusive, I think it might have. Yeah. But it's it's really hard to say because this really is like there there's a handful of games that come out and just kind of change the temperature, you mm -hmm. know, like this this game is it's one of those remakes. It's like I could put this in a class with like Resident Evil 4, or Metroid Prime, games that like completely reinvent a franchise while still getting everything that worked about it right like still getting the soul of it exactly mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. even though it's like playing in a completely different way you know i think it, it's it's such an incredibly yeah. difficult yeah, thing to do and the fact that this game pulled it off so well is uh and and is like already five years this game's only five years old it's already inspiring like uh ripoffs it's already inspiring like it shifted oh, the I landscape mean, we're, we're stuck yeah we're yeah. seeing them now yeah because that just the, the nature of dev cycles is Every developer who played this game, who then yep. went on to make an open world game, they're bringing in elements. I think this year's best game and my favorite game of mm. all time, Elden Ring, yeah. owes a lot of its core design principles to Breath of the Wild. And not in a bad way, not in a ripoff way. It's just like it's we've talked about it on our show, Video Game Apocalypse, um, that there's like Western open world design, which is very much like here's a map there. This is where you go on the map. We're going to tell you everything you need to know to complete your fetch quest versus then there's Eastern open world design and breath of the wild is very much this. It's like, we're going to put you on a map that you're going to have to yep. just explore and find the cool shit to do. And we're really not going to, we might point you in a direction, but if you go in a different direction, yep. you're going to find some cool shit. Like this game is the, that is this yeah. game in a nutshell. Like yeah. it's like, yeah, and just I, I, go explore. In fact, you can, you can beat this game relatively yeah. quickly if you know what to do but it kind of counts on well you're not going to want to you're going to want to explore this thing for hundreds yeah. of hours you know i mean it's it's really pretty incredible i mean you know like there's zelda has never not been successful you know like <laughs> unless you get like weird stuff like four swords adventures or the cdi <laughs> games you know like a zelda game is kind of like a reliable hit what was that yeah that, there, but, there's that three player mm -hmm. one in this period triforce heroes triforce hero oh right yeah okay well maybe that one's not successful but <laughs> yeah. multi multiplayer zelda not so good they never yeah, cracked that code they never mm -hmm. really cracked it but i mean i think the general consensus like after 2011 we had skyward sword come out for the wii Ugh. And I think, I, exactly, <laughs> like, it, it's a the game, worst. like, it's Just very critically praised at the time, and it, like, sold well, but that, that, that uck is, like, where people kind of ended up with it, because it's yeah. like, this is... This is sort of the logical endpoint of everything that's been wrong with the Zelda franchise for the last like, 10 years. And now it's like it's in stark contrast and we can see it. I, you know, Twilight I, stuff and Twilight Princess didn't bother me until I played Skyward exactly Sword. Exactly right. And on mm. our show recently, I was taking a task for calling twilight princess shitty but it, like it, 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 it's not really it's just it is just sort of the end of like my patience with that formula force yep. or uh, mm -hmm. skyward sword is actually where that is um and link between worlds deserves a little credit even before breath of the wild but breath of the wild yeah. was in the in the oven when uh link between worlds came out 
but yeah. but yeah, like the the thing Skyward Sword added to the Zelda formula was too shitty to sustain the franchise, and that was yeah. motion controls. And yes, well, and, <laughs> it was I like so hyper precise. Uh, it had the Wii Motion Plus. It worked perfectly. I, I like the evaluation that Skyward Sword went through of like it got these critical like quality critical reviews and people are like oh like you know this I think I'd really like this if it didn't have the motion controls and then it, they did that re-release for Switch mm-hmm. and people are like oh now without the motion controls this game I just realized it's kind of bad yeah this game this game <laughs> has a uh, what would you call it two and a half hour start time it was one of the things I was oh, sick so of with long. Zelda like yeah. I, I can't. If I get home from work and I'm tired, I can't really start this game. Same with Twilight Princess. And that's, I think, one of the things that makes Breath of the Wild beautiful. I love Matt brought up Elden Ring because I think From Software owes a little bit of gratitude in ushering in just not being afraid to make combat important. And and I don't think, like, once you got in a certain groove with Zelda, it made everything in between the dungeons like kind of a pain in the ass or boring. And, yeah. and it wasn't and it wasn't afraid to be like, uh, no, learn how to dodge, learn timing, like get, <laughs> get better, like be better at this game. And that was never yeah. a requirement in Zelda before. Yeah. And, and I think what well, the, the yes. DLC really leading yeah. to that, like some of those the the difficulty things where it's like, don't get hit at all in this in this kind of a gauntlet run to get this super cool. And then you get the motorcycle. I'm like, well, what do I do with this? I've done everything else in this game. I can't go anywhere in this map any faster. What was the point of this motorcycle? Mm -hmm. You can Uh, run over Koroks. Oddly enough, Michael, that's how people who get motorcycles in real life, that when they have their midlife crisis, that's exactly the thought. I just just want to say that. What do I do with this now that I've gotten the motorcycle? Nintendo put its stamp on the From Software, get better at timing, dodging, uh, managing your weapons, once Nintendo did that, the rest of the industry kind of stood up and like, I okay, this is mainstream now. This is what where games are going. This is the next yeah. Star Wars game too. Deal with it. And 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 there's some people who haven't come along. And I know Breath of the Wild is maligned by a certain type of gamer. I, I'm not criticizing them because like it's perfectly fine to be fine with the Zelda formula. I was personally bored of. And yeah, but but what what I what I do think both this and Elden Ring did is make. In ca- every encounter weird and important in the in the gameplay again where that was gone in like when you were in between dungeons in a Zelda game there was not a reason to get excited when encountering things in the wild uh, again even other even newer even uh, old and especially old enemies there's nothing stupider than going between castles in a 3d Zelda game until uh breath of the wild and and, and, and yeah there was yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a sense that we like the last couple of games that we were just kind of being like shuffled along. Yeah. You know, it felt less like we were having mm-hmm. an adventure and more like we were completing errands. You know, like we, <laughs> okay, well, you got this thing. Now you can open this. Now you got this and you can open this. Now you got that. You were, you were very locked yep. in to what you had to do. And like, this is one of the games that, this is one of those few games that gives you a sense of genuine freedom yeah like you can approach this game in any way you want you can dick around for as long as you want you can avoid the final like end game of it for as long as you need to yeah. like there's no and motivation to like get at it yeah and I, and I, yeah one yeah, thing exactly. i think i think is really cool is like you said it's that sense of wonder mm-hmm. and freedom and i feel like that had gone away from like the zelda franchise yeah. and like the last mm-hmm. the game that i think exemplifies probably a lot of gamers who are either our age or a little bit older 
um, was the fir- that wonder and freedom with the Legend of Zelda, yep. like for it NES. What it was, and like th- this yeah. game, Breath of the Wild, basically feels like wow. What if what if what if the Legend of Zelda NES, but like big what, and amazing, yeah. and it's like yeah. what if what yep. if what was actually yep. on the screen fit what was what was playing in your mind yep. when you put in that nes it's, it's what miyamoto yeah. said inspired the design of the original legend of zelda like wanting to be in his backyard and encountering different races of creatures and hidden dungeons and and yeah it's like the it's like the dream of the original legend of zelda brought into 3d and no no zelda game since that original legend of zelda has dropped you in to that extent, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I love A Link to the Past, but, right. like, right from the beginning, they're like, here's your sword, go into this dungeon, rescue the princess. Like, mm-hmm. there's a very distinct line you yeah. can go on, and here they you, they give you kind of instructions of what you have to do, and then uh, let you loose. I do think the beginning of this game is uh, it fe- the, the least interesting part. Yeah, well, is yeah. That, is that time. When you're stuck on the plateau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it's yeah. a good... It's a good, what would you call it? A good practice course for the rest of the it game. It is. Oh, yeah. yeah it is. It's supposed to be the yep. safe area of the game. It's it's just like, hey, learn all this stuff. I, I would summarize the similarities between this game and the original in one word, but this game kind of does it two ways versus the original doing it one way. So I think The Legend of Zelda, the first one, was all about experimentation mm. as a kid. I think we all at one time took bombs and literally yeah. walked <laughs> along yes. every wall yes. in that game oh, yeah. to try to blow up and find yeah. a cave, right? This game has that. There's experimentations mm-hmm. just from exploring the map. Like, okay, what's over there? And you might find a temple. You might find a Korok seed, whatever, right? The second part that no one really talks about that I find fascinating about this game is experimentation with the yeah. powers yeah. that Link is given, mm-hmm. the, with the freeze time power and all that. Like, So in addition to experimenting on the map, you are given a tool set to right. experiment with on that map. And, and, and no, actually, all of these open world imitators, yep. none of them have done that yeah. yet. Like that, that would probably be well, a little too on the nose. Yeah. And, 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 and this is the first that, Zelda, you know? like like you were talking about, like the previous ones were almost errand based. Were like, go get this mm-hmm. tool, and that'll open up this area. It gives you all the tools yep. right at the start. Like yeah. you, you can still get mm-hmm. gear, mm-hmm. like you know, different weapons and armor. But all of the tools, the the big draw of a Zelda game, were there right from the start. And I remember people were saying, like, well, is this gonna like, does this game shoot its wad right at the beginning? Like, you know, that's always been getting these things has always been yeah. like one of the big things that keeps people going in Zelda games. Yeah. And uh, it turns out that like, yeah. no, this cuts through the bullshit and just gives you a, a fun tool set to experiment with and interact with the world. And it and it literally allows you to go to any place in the world right from yeah. the beginning, because it's not like Zelda where the old Zelda where there's like oh, there's a hookshot thing up there I need to be able to grab, but I can't go mm-hmm. there yet. It's like... Yeah. And other, other than and the, that, the, I think the, is... the, the weather being like, uh, maybe mm-hmm. you're not ready to go here, or maybe you are. If you experimented with a cooking but... system already, which we haven't encouraged you to do. So I, I, I really yeah. want to just empathize with people mm-hmm. who are frustrated by Breath of the Wild and don't like it. It's not that you're like addicted to the old Zelda formula. I think, really think, looking into it before the show playing uh, Link Between Worlds, which was a game that was frustrated for me because I was playing it like an old-school Zelda game. I need this and I need that. Like, no, there's a guy in the beginning who will rent you any tool you need to take on any boss, and no boss is weaker to one... There's none of those, uh, what would you call it, dungeons where, like, uh, 
you know those dungeons where like you need this one weapon for this one dungeon you'll never need it in your inventory right. again that does not happen in, yeah, in, yeah. in breath of the wild and that was a fucking what you don't you don't use the hover boots through the rest of <laughs> the, Ocarina the spinning of top thing you have to stand on for one thing that spitting top thing might be I, like the worst I example. Think it's like, a, oh, and it's man. a super fun tool to use, but mm-hmm. you use it literally in yep. one dungeon with on and yep. only on like five. Walls. Twilight Princess was really oh, bad yeah. about that. Like Twilight yeah. Princess mm-hmm. was like, here's the magnet boots that you can only yeah use in maybe two places. It, may, it makes me think of a question for you guys: Why do we call them Metroidvanias when Zelda has been using that formula? Since the around the same uh, yeah, time, yeah, as Metroid yeah, you know what? Well, we should games, call right? them. Zelda literally, might be the two D map. That that that's yeah. part of that. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the, you know, Aga Anuma, who is the producer of this series, like he, he, to his credit, he took the criticisms from Skyward Sword. Like he took them in. You know, he he was listening to people and saying, "Yeah, okay, look, we've we've milked this formula as long as we can. We got to start thinking of something else." And I think A Link Between Worlds for the 3DS was kind of a big transition yep. point between like Skyward Sword and what this game would become. They liked the more open-endedness of it. They liked that you could kind of explore it at your own pace. They also took a lot of inspiration from games like Shadow of the Colossus and yes. Skyrim, you know, which, you know, you can mm-hmm. really feel the Shadow mm-hmm. of the Colossus in here, too, because that's a game that seems infinite and empty mm-hmm. at the same time. And I think a lot of Breath of the Wild, it's like, the solitude, the solid, um, the yeah, the you, the you know the word. I'm solitude, saying. yeah, solitude, yeah. The solitary. Too. Yeah, that's kind of a big part. <laughs> but like, you know, it, it's it, this was designed for the Wii U. This was going to have a bunch of like gamepad specific features, and you can actually still see that in the Switch versions. You have like gyroscope dungeons. Oh and my like god, that, that, were, <laughs> that one which fucking are, shrine where you have to spin the, the thing like an old labyrinth game. <laughs> Oh, oh god, and you have to do the, like, oh, the yeah, little yeah, pinball yeah. flip to get the yeah, ball. Yeah, I hate yeah, that. You know version. how everyone's favorite thing is those little marble no. puzzles? What if <laughs> yes. you put one of those in your Zelda game? Yeah. Yeah. Remember yeah, the things you found kids maddening when you were seven? Well, yeah. we brought them back. Yeah. Why else would yeah. our grandparents yeah. keep giving them to us if they weren't so popular? Why would they keep getting them? I'm shocked they didn't have a puzzle that was like the old bubble, you know, push the button and shoot balls into water in little cups in a water thing. Yeah, like, yeah, the, you know, or like a two two chain why, links why twisted all together and you got to un- untangle them. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. You, hey, it, it could have been worse. We could have they could have used the tablet for like a tingle oh, mini boy. game. All right. So just thank your oh, lucky man. stars. I, uh, apologies I to want to see kind of the darker, there. grittier tingle of this game. Like, I think mm. he would be interested. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but I mean, you know, like I said, this game came out and just sort of completely changed the temperature. And this is, not only is this the best-selling Zelda game, it's sold more than the next six Zelda games combined. Wow, like, the next six best-selling games. This sold 30 door. million units. The second wow. best-selling one is wow. Twilight Princess, which sold which eight. Was, which was, yeah, insane. a launch like, game on Nintendo's best-selling platform. Yeah, and I mean, just to, to see, like, the power that this game had, this is the 14th best-selling game on the Wii U. It sold 2 million copies wow. on a system that had been functionally dead for years. Wow. Uh, this game sold really well, and it was the very last Nintendo game ever released for the console. I think there was really only one or two Just Dance games released after yep. this, and that was it. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. That would have been the one, I guess. Like, okay, maybe there's maybe a that, game to release. Yeah. 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 Color Splash. Sure. Color Splash, the last... Color Splash oh, was wow, before okay. this. Yeah, we we talked about that last really? week. Yeah, wow. yeah, but that was a okay. late one too. Has any company ever I, expressed the same or like showed the same amount of mastery over a launch game as Nintendo? Mm. Like it's weird because 
plenty of people that I know are still like, okay, I want to get a video game system. I'm going to get a Switch finally. And it's like, what game should I get? It's like, well, you got to get Breath of the Wild. You got to get Mario Kart. And there's like, those were both I, launch games. And I'm like, those are still the I two love, best games I on the system. I love talking about this because I like, think yeah. the only other one that comes close is Halo. And, and, yeah. and it's yeah. just like, it's yeah. a problem mm-hmm. that I think was mm-hmm. more invented by Sony. And I say problem because they've managed to launch numerous consoles with kind of a weak launch line. Like the PS2 launched with Fantavision. And thank God EA was there yes. for SSX, but like yeah. Microsoft yeah, yeah. had Halo, and the PS3 launched with similar fanfare. Yeah. So, so not to get too far ahead for your next episode where you kind of wrap up the Wii U, but I think Woody, you just identified one of the problems with the Wii U is I know Wii U had a lot of games at launch, but yep. it didn't have the one game, right. the system seller. It was like what. It, yeah, what do I get with this the thing? Nintendo well, Land? There's a couple. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple. Of it's why right I, th- I think there's a couple Steve re-releases, was pointing out but how there was no this like is so unfair boom, because yeah. this is like the ultimate yeah. Wii U game that also launched on Switch on the same day. It's yeah. it is And so now it's the ultimate yeah, Switch it's game. It's pretty unfair. Yeah, exactly. The little system yeah, you, that you, you Mhm. You and it's weird they had the same strategy with uh, Twilight Princess where it launched same day and date as uh, the, on the GameCube and on the Wii and the Wii version just like blew it away even though the GameCube version is the Didn't more the GameCube fun version one to play. come later no. like wasn't there like a month oh, you might be right about that yeah uh, yeah I think you're right that big of a deal but yeah well, and I I want to talk about that real quick I mean we'll get into this a, a little more because we're talking about the game in general even though this is a Wii U podcast I've I played through this game on Switch because, you know, yeah. I like I like excellent games and I like to play them on Switch. you're a normal human man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had, was listening to a podcast, which I will not name since three of its hosts are with <laughs> us right now. Uh, and, the, and they were talking about games stuck on the Wii U. And mm-hmm. uh, the guest, TL, said that uh, this uh, Breath of the Wild on Wii U had map functionality on the gamepad. And so I was very excited to play it and see that functionality. And he is a liar. I don't know oh, what oh, happened. Oh, I don't know what shots. happened there. But... Well, what do you think the yeah. L stands for in his name? Oh. Uh, liar Foster. Because this game, we're teasing. We're yeah, teasing. This game seems to not only have no sort of gamepad functionality, but it almost feels like it was actively stripped away. Hmm. Like. I yeah. think it would have had to have been to, to for this thing to run on that platform. You couldn't there, – there's probably some processing power that would have required that, like, that would have been the straw that broke the camera. I don't know. My, my theory is, is that probably. they knew the Wii U was down the tubes. They're like, we need something to sell the Switch, and we can't have mm-hmm. a version of this game that has more features than the new console. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's, the adv- it, mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's yeah. because Aonuma kind of, like – promised them into a corner with that like i feel like they're uh, video game executives are always doing that they're like i promise this game will be out on the wii u like and and everybody just kind of scratches their heads it's like is somebody really asking for that like is there one guy with like the wii u going like gimme gimme you know like it's it's not very clear who's actually demanding that i was still in an area of press when it was announced and yet it was important to people that like there will be a Zelda game coming to the system. This is why you buy it. I do wonder if it was that almost legally obligatory, like we have to put this here because we told everybody we would for yeah. five years. It was like a four-year cycle. Well, and it's yeah, 
Oh yeah, that this was this was fulfilling a promise. It, it, I mean, it honestly yeah. is kind of a bummer that there's no gamepad support on this Wii U version, aside from you know being able to touch the screen and play it on the That's, gamepad. Wait, itself. wait, yeah, sorry. Because like, ahead, yeah, that that functionality would be awesome in this game. Like, it, it would be really, really, would this, really welcome. This Did is they have? Because oh, um, I remember the the Switch version introduced a feature that I absolutely loved, which was the motion controls mm. when aiming. Like oh. you could you could aim your bow and arrow and then just sort of finesse it by tilting mm -hmm. the controller mm -hmm. slightly. Does the Wii U version have that? Same yeah, it does. That, yes. that is here yeah. as well. It's that just feels really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. To me, to me, yeah, like but, the gamepad, the Wii U gamepad just feels much chonkier uh, and yes. more awkward to tilt yeah. since it's essentially a three-dimensional kind of device yeah, compared sure. to the Switch. But your delts yeah. get a good <laughs> work back there. You're just like, you know, and I mean. It, no, I mean this game had the biggest remnant of being on yeah. the Wii U. The Sheikah Slate is basically. I the kept Wii U thinking about that. Like, like this that's... is clearly a device, like roughly mm -hmm. the same size and shape of a cell phone, like that you're supposed to be using, like an interactive mm -hmm. device. Like, they they were definitely thinking about and, that and, when and they if were I, If I game. may, the Sheikah, this is... I think the Sheikah Slate mm -hmm. looks like a Switch, not like a Wii U. That's it, a thing. If yeah, I, it if I may, did. just because. I never buy any more any game special editions because I don't need weak plastic and fucking real maps for anything but it was sort of like the promise of like <laughs> oh there's there's a there's a there's a master sword statue that looks pretty classy and broke immediately but there was a but it came with a, a case and the Sheikah Slate is still my switch case to this day yeah oh wow yeah same yeah yeah nice I mean, like the 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 sword breaking is kind of in keeping and with that, the, the that was that was the one. Game, you know? Swords are supposed to break. Yeah, but it's... the master sword is supposed to be the only one that doesn't break. Right? Oh, yeah. that's true. But yeah, they still right. have to yes. nerf it, so it's like, oh, you have to wait for and it to that's, power that's back up again. That's the one concession again, I yeah. feel like I hope that I want to give to people who do not like this game. I don't love the weapon breakage. Uh, it, it's okay, but I also wanted to tip my hat because like I, I i i think like ocarina i try to get everything all the sculptulas all that shit but there's no real good incentive yeah. to do that and the korok seeds as a as a gameplay uh mechanic of like yeah look in this direction if this looks weird touch it feel it see if it happens you might get a korok seed but it it, it is as essentially like incentivizing that exploration in maybe a wrong way because your only reward is inventory slots and, and inventories. Is that all it gives you? Yeah. I was always curious. Cause it's like, it's, it's a ridiculous it's a amount ridiculous of Korok seeds too. You have to get 999 of those little fuckers. And like, and, yeah. and I think, yeah, your reward is like a golden turd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like something that's it's like, like congratulations. Right? You wasted your time. <laughs> Well, because the real reward yeah. is but, dopamine. But like, Those are there for many it, dopamine <laughs> hits throughout the game. Like, no, I'm being, yeah, I'm being it, quite it, serious. In, like, in this effect, game, part of its genius is there are micro rewards throughout that entire map. Everywhere you look, there's a Koroxy puzzle. Right. There are the medium rewards, which are like the yeah. little mini temple things. And then there are the, the bigger rewards, which are like, okay, the ma the major temples. And then, of course, yeah, like with the boss battle and stuff. It, but you're right. You're right. It's just like. I, I am tipping my hat to the idea that like these optional subquests have functional benefits to you that still make sense later in the game. Like, oh shit, yeah, I can I can add more inventory. But it's difficult for me to really defend the weapon breakage because I get it. I think the, in the incentive there is like, no, learn to fight. Look, look for things to shoot a fire arrow at before you start whacking people with stuff because there's many ways to take out these little encampments. And you should get good... 
at the combat. The combat is amazing. But once I was like 100 hours into the game and I'm trying to experiment in a shrine, I was pretty mm -hmm. frustrated with the weapon breakage. I really didn't I, I, I didn't like it. And especially by the time you get the Master Sword, which I don't know if there's a way to do that outside of dozens of I'm hours. Sure, of I'm sure speedrunners have found a way. It, they have found right. a way to accomplish everything in this, but. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they have, but like. That is the, the kind of like the promise, like you don't have to worry about your weapons breaking anymore, but you do because this also breaks temporarily. And, and I don't I can't defend this. I can't defend this at all. Once you've learned the combat and I'm just trying to explore beyond my means, this is de-incentivizing and I don't like it. But uh, but the, the Karak seeds in general, it, it just it 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 was like it was a great way to get people to explore who yeah. may not have been hundred percenters because there's, you don't, you don't have to play a Zelda game in hundred percent it, but like this really made players. I, I want to say get closer to the being hundred percenters because there was a functional benefit to doing so, not just an intangible bragging right reward. No one will ever know. Cause uh, switches right. was terrible about achievement <laughs> well, trophies think, uh, and all that. Yeah. Shit. Well, it's, it's also carrying for the tradition. What was it? scarabs you would you would collect in previous Zelda games that would give you a bigger right, wallet yeah, yeah. which like Michael said with the motorcycles by the time you collected all those there's nothing to buy I don't oh, need yeah. those rupees like yeah. I've gone through the whole game I mean, well let, let's let's break down some of the things that Breath of the Wild does that kind of deviates from the Zelda tradition like just for we're, we're, we're going to pretend people listening to this mm. have never heard of this game and we're <laughs> explaining it to them for the first time so first they're, lo they're, they're, they're looking for something is, uh, sweet no. Sweet to pick up for their shiny new Wii U console. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yes. exactly. There's dozens of us. Mm -hmm. Dozens. <laughs> I've a thousand and one percent. Wonderful one one. What do I do now? See so, what he tells I, I think the biggest deviation from traditional Zelda style is that, like, not to be uh, mean to other Zelda games, but this thing fucking moves. Like, mm -hmm. within the first, like, 30 minutes of the game, you're going to have everything you need to complete the entire rest of the game. And we're also getting rid of dungeon progression pretty much entirely. We do have four big overworld dungeons, which are like the Divine Beasts. You need to activate those to break the spell on the castle and kind of go in and face Ganon at the end. So those are kind of like necessary things to do. But Wait, I, for I forgot. Do you even have to beat? You don't have to beat those beasts to no. beat the game, right? Not necessarily, but it is going to make they, it I, much easier. Yeah, on yeah, I, yeah. I think if you don't beat them, like there's a much longer boss fight because you'll have to fight the bosses that are at the end of those but in the main castle. I That's see. the wild yeah. thing. Like if you if I you are you uh, skillful enough, there's really nothing stopping you from just heading from the beginning of this game straight to the castle and taking on the boss. Like there really is nothing stopping you except yeah, that I th you I think die. You're, you're, you're supposed to defeat those bosses. Otherwise, you need to get really yeah. good with your powers. I, I don't know. It's, I remember it was that thing with Mario Odyssey where like the, the cap gave you so many more moves in, th in ways to technically break levels. And that if you were able to do that, you'd see like Nintendo developers like, we put a yeah. stack of coins up here. Good for you. Yeah. There's, you shouldn't have done that, but you d yeah. but it's possible and you did it. Good for you. And, 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 and they did the same thing with Zelda. If you, I think without being a master Zelda player, if you know what to do, 15 minutes, that's all you really need to like get to the end of, the, of Breath of the Wild without any... Uh, uh, Regali, Regali's right. Gale. Yeah. Or I mean, you'll like you'll get your ass handed to you most likely if you're trying to do that, and it yes, it's also kind of defeating the the purpose of the game. But I I have seen speed runs. Uh, I think the world record for this game is 22 minutes and 47 seconds to beat Ganon on any percent. So that's nuts. 
But yeah, yeah, you can just kind of do that. You know, those four dungeons like inside the Divine Beasts are bigger, more ornate, and they're all interconnected. And in the meantime, you just have hundreds of these little kind of like one room puzzle rooms, like mm -hmm. puzzle dungeons, where you can mm -hmm. just go in, gain mm -hmm. a little spirit orb, which will build up your stamina or your health, whatever you want to uh, pump those points into. And th there are literally like hundreds of them. You, you look around on the landscape and it seems mostly yeah. empty. And then you dig into the mechanics of the game. And it's like there's so many of these little things to unlock, like they're hidden in the ground. They sometimes only appear at certain times of day or in certain weather or once you kill a certain number of enemies. So there's a dizzying amount of stuff to do here. I think, and it's... I, I think that's a pretty powerful distinction in other Zelda games because uh, solving those shrines could be very important yeah. or not important to you at all. And I could ask, but like I'm just saying like I focused on stamina because I was a Monster Hunter fan and cooking was a really important part of that game and i know not a lot of people like i'm not gonna cook <laughs> no but but like but like uh if you fucked around with the cooking system like you can get yourself like hundreds of like you oh, know, yeah. hundreds of free hearts mm -hmm. ways to mm -hmm. withstand the cold stamina was where to go because that was innate in Link's uh the climbing and the quiver and the gliding and stuff. And that's, that that's the other big change here. Yeah, you needed like... the stamina. Prioritize the stamina. You can you can get temporary hearts. You can get temporary strength. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can't get temporary. Well, you could is, get temporary is this stamina, the, too. I think but... this might be the first, like, proper Zelda game since Zelda 2 where you have a jump button. Am I right? Or, or I guess, like, I guess Link's Awakening, like, you get a right. item that the you feather. can use that'll give yeah, you a right. jump. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, this this is the first time you have well, like a Nintendo dedicated feather, jump button. And one of the mechanics here is that Link can climb pretty much damn near anything. Like there are certain walls and dungeons that you mm -hmm. can't uh, scale, but pretty much everything else you can climb. The only thing stopping you is your stamina meter. Uh, and there are workarounds. You know, you can, you can find little <laughs> ledges to kind of bivouac onto, or you can like drink or eat a bunch of green mushrooms or something like that. So you have ways of working around it. Mm -hmm. But that really just opens things up to an incredible degree. It's like, oh, gee, I wonder what's over at the top of that mountain. I think I shall scale it. You yeah. know, easy enough. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, it wasn't something you had to think about no. in any other Zelda game. Like, which which do I prioritize? And, what like, am I going after? Exploring that open easier? world had, like, I don't think I felt anywhere near that sense of wonder exploring an open world since, like, Skyrim. And this yeah. way surpasses Skyrim. I will never forget there was a moment where I'm like approaching a mountain range in the distance and I just see this little colorful movement behind the mountains and I, I look at it and like this giant worm-like thing is just undulating in the sky. I'm like, what the hell yeah. is that? What the hell? Oh. And like, you know, I can go mm -hmm. and, and find out. I can get close to that. I can see the giant dragons that are just, you know, float through the sky in certain areas that they always follow a predictable route. But like the first time you find that out, I, oh my God, what is this thing? And like you're not prepared mm. for it at all. So sorry for spoiling that, everybody. That was, <laughs> no, 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 no. That was that was an incredible amount of like awe that the game created. Like I'm following this fucking thing around because I have no idea what it's supposed. And to, I think that's something that's been missing from Zelda for a long time because we've gotten so familiar with the way the 3D Zelda games play. Like what we're basically showing up for is like, all right, what are the new items? What are the new graphics? What are the new like you know. We're we're not sensing much wonder anymore. We're just kind no. of like, oh, what are the new no. ways that they're going to make this formula work? 
stupid shitty skeletons that pop up between me and the dungeons and they'll be annoying but i can run past them yes and no you can't they'll be boulder and creatures. stupid and shitty older, skeletons like... is my favorite halloween song <laughs> Stupid shitty <laughs> Right next to Grim Grinning Ghosts. My um, I do think that this game, like Elden Ring, has kind of like uh, Matthew was saying, has sort of carried carried the torch as like, all right, this is the next sort of huge open world thing. And my, I mean, Elden Ring's great. I had a great time playing it, but like, I do feel like Elden Ring has a bunch of systems in it that kind of come up and don't get used very much in the sense that like once you kind of have a build in Elden Ring, you're like, okay, great. I have this giant mood blade and I'm going to go get items and stats that are relevant to this. But like the vast majority of dungeons in here, I can just skip because if I know what's in there, it's not going to help me. Um, Whereas Mm -hmm. the Breath of the Wild has very few systems in it. Like it has a satisfying combat system and then it has the cooking system, which essentially can give you everything you need. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's amazing how much this game accomplishes without really being very complicated. Like so many open world games have just like yeah. a ton of like mechanics and things to keep track of. And here there's like mm-hmm. four major pickups. Like, yeah. I mean, and one of the one of the amazing yeah. things that this series does that like Zelda had long since abandoned is it gives you a sense of ambiguity. Like it does not mm-hmm. spell these things out for you. You don't know how to cook unless you like experiment. And it's not like that easy to figure out. You have to go into your menu. You have to make Link hold the items instead of using them. And then once you're holding all your ingredients, you need to back out and throw it into a pot like I remember how fucking yeah. long. Me it too. To yeah, because it, it never tells you. And there's a bunch well, of other was... weird things you can do. Like you can take you... vocoblin guts, put them on a raft, and make it fly. Like <laughs> these are things that they don't yeah. explain mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. You just find it out by messing with it. Like, and and I yeah. feel like in a traditional Zelda game, there's gonna be some fucking like owl or fairy like flying out of the sky to like ex- remind you once again. You can press A to move the conversations forward. <laughs> like. Yeah. Well, again, I I feel like as a Monster Hunter player before Ooh. it was cool. Oh yeah, Monster were, Hunter players uh, now the, pinnacle of cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but like it's more ubiquitous now, and they don't. And Monster Hunter doesn't even really do this anymore because it was, it but it was so ubiquitous in Japan. It was sort of understood you're going to pick up things in the world and and crap like not. Not craft like in the Western sense, like you're going to combine shit in your inventory quickly, but you're going to understand that this will affect your stamina, your power, your strength, uh, your endurance. And there's like essentially five different things you can attribute, you can add by cooking. And once you learn what those are, they tell you in the menu. Uh, Like they said, this will give you strength. Adding a protein or a meat will add hearts. Uh, Putting a mushroom in will give you stamina. It, It was not too difficult to figure out but i was sort of looking for it and i can understand if players who aren't used to that would have been like what am i supposed to do but like it they all yeah. said what they did uh well in the and menu. it's just in here it just has a, a cleanliness to the cooking like it will it will help mm-hmm. you like resist cold and you're like great i'm going up on the mountain that's what i need and again yeah. i'm I, I'm not trying to pick on Elden Ring, but it's like, all right, this item temporary increases your robustness. And you're like, oh, oh great. Oh, I'm going to be using that all the time. Which stat is like, that again? Yeah, exactly. 
that's that that's just a problem yeah. of the souls well it's not a pro- sure. it depends who you ask that's yeah, just the yeah. soul series in general yeah. right? like, but yeah i, I do love the overlapping systems in this game like the one example that i always think of like you know to, to look at this game in peter molyneux terms you cannot drop an <laughs> apple somewhere and like watch it grow into a tree over time <laughs> but you can light a torch stand under an apple tree and have it cook the apple that's hanging on the branch, which yep. will then fall mm-hmm. and you can collect it. And like, hey, a baked apple that I just made by lighting a torch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's the, that those, when I talk about the experimentation with powers and systems, that's the stuff I'm referring to of like, I really want to know how much of that did the dev team know prior to ship? And how much of that do you think they were surprised by? Like, what? You can do that I, I in I think it game? was like, like a, a good mix I, because, yeah, that, that's another big thing mm-hmm. this game adds is like a physics system, which was not really been present in any of the other games. You get like stasis powers where you can. That's I think that's where you can see it most uh, clearly. You use your stasis powers, mm-hmm. it'll freeze an object, you can wail on it, it'll store that kinetic energy, and then uh, once the stasis lifts, it'll enact, you know? so. And I think that's most commonly mm-hmm. been used by speedrunners. It's like you grab that pot lid and stand on yep. it and then whack it a bunch yeah. of times and shoot yep. yourself across the map. Yeah, yeah, it's really yep, fun, exactly. like, weird stuff, you know? But uh, it's, it's taking a lot of that into account. Like, uh, the paraglider is, like, my favorite new element in any kind of Zelda game. Yep. I mean, it's just so much fun yeah. gliding over things. And you could do things like light the ground on fire and then the updrafts will help like lift your paraglider into yep. the air mm-hmm. you get a little boost mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. it, it responds mm-hmm. to your environment and to your physics in that very interesting way yep such a uh, oh, just such a rad game but i really want to ask here because <clears throat> i briefly glance at the digital foundry thing and i just i i vaguely remember uh to both versions credit and discredit uh that the switch undocked and the Wii U version was pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I was, I was reading so that we wouldn't get busted. I was reading about that map functionality and, and that, by the way, it was confirmed what he, they, it was originally planned. They took it out because the devs found mm, it too okay. distracting, but then in, so this is sure. according to Wikipedia, then the next sentence it mentions in undocked mode on switch it's basically running at the same resolution as the wii u version like on runs. the tv you so mean. it's like okay because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i mean there's, exactly, there's not like exactly. a whole huge gulf of difference between the wii u graphical quality and the switch graphical quality like honestly there really isn't like this this is the first no, like HD I, when, when i got i got my new 4k television and uh, through i i wanted to replay breath of the wild i was just desperate for goddamn more breath of the wild and like once I was in a 4K world, I'm like this looks like this, this. This doesn't look. This doesn't look like most things on the Switch. It, lo- it looks like it doesn't look very good at all. The resolution and frame I played rate it entirely off. on a 4K like, TV, and I thought it looked amazing. So yeah, did you? Oh no, I mean I, I did, but like, uh, well, it was the 4K OLED oh, yeah. TV, and like it, it made it. it the, the differences between the current consoles were night and day. It was I, not I, good. I think I. It isn't it funny like the the better the TV the more it reveals like <laughs> stuff like worse. that where you think it's supposed to be the it's opposite the curse yeah. where you're like oh shit they've that actor really has some wrinkles around their eyes mm-hmm. I didn't notice for some reason you know like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I mean it, I I played this game primarily in handheld mode on the Switch and I think that is something that we're losing with the Wii U version like <clears throat> this is the most like first world gamer problems ever but. I've gotten so spoiled by like sleep mode just on any game, uh, any like new consoles where you can just like 
put the console to sleep. It'll just stop your game exactly where it is, and then you can jump back in like without having to watch all the opening credits and the title scenes and loading, loading, loading. Mm. And I was shocked. You're right. How how I never really saw that in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. After a while, after a while you just stop thinking yeah. about but it. And I, the Wii U version I, is going to have that. You're going to need to boot it up every time. You're going to need to go through all the menus. You're going to need to reload your game. And you also can't take it more than five feet away from right. your console without right. it yeah, like yeah. spazzing yeah. out. And yeah, I do think that the Wii U gamepad to play on there is a very noticeable drop in quality compared to the Switch in handheld mode. I mean. I think the differences mm. between these two versions are very easily explained. It's like, well, on the Switch version, you get to play on the Switch. And on the Wii U version, <laughs> you have to play on a Wii U. It's like, they're basically <laughs> the same game. It's just like, it, what, do you want to play on the much better, more user-friendly system, or do you want to play on a Wii U? And that right. is where we've landed after 147 yeah. games on this show. <laughs> that is where we've landed. I mean, this game probably... Switch demonstrates yeah. it better than anything it's, it's like true. this it's is true. a a wonderful game but like the things that are cool about the wii u are just totally ignored and then there's a better version of this that already exists exactly so, that and that, mean, that happens with so many of like the most promising games on the on the <clears throat> wii u it's like eventually most of them got ported over to the switch and yep. we just kind of lost any real incentive to ever go back and revisit this console you know yeah i mean we've yeah. played 200 games on this console and i think we can basically count on one hand the amount or maybe maybe two hands the amount of games that both have meaningful wii u features and the wii u is the best way to play it, it right yeah there's there's not a whole lot you know and uh which is what you know this game is one of those it's kind of like it's going to be excellent no matter which way you play it like either way like if you're playing this on the wii u god bless you're going to have a good time if you're playing on the switch god bless you're going to have a good time on the bus you know like that's the the biggest kind of difference here uh but it, it is a remarkably high quality version especially for a system that had been functionally dead for at least two years at this point like so so but so there is no like there is no feature you're missing out on on Wii U. Nothing. Period. 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 All, no. all you get, you get on the Wii U game. If you're playing on the TV, the Wii U gamepad just says black screen. It says touch here to play gamepad only. That's it. Wow. And it it, it really right. is a bummer because I feel like this this is the Zelda game that relies on an overworld map the most, mm-hmm. and it has a really fun system which I'm happy to see like getting integrated into other games of like basically filling out your own map. Like you're you're given a big blank map, you're gonna get a lot of like uh, fast travel points when you find dungeons or towers or things like that. But if you see something interesting in the environment, you mark it with a stamp, you know. So then yep. you can chart out your own map. You can build it out however you want. To be that able to something... use like a gamepad touchscreen exactly. to like mark those stamps mm-hmm. would be dope. Yeah, like, that that um, would be kind of an yeah, edge that yeah. this game would have had. To, to it, me, that says that the the Wii U specific features were kind of planned late in or we'll implement those late in the process and then somewhere mm. midpoint midway through the development they said like okay this is going to be we, we can't have two equally awesome uh versions on these two different <laughs> platforms we have to concentrate on the switch version that's going to be the skew that people buy yeah right. uh, and uh and so like all mm-hmm. of the resources got switched to the switch version and it's like yeah those the the gamepad version uh gamepad features we don't care about those those are those are nice to haves now they're not must haves yeah Yeah, and we've run into that especially i feel like the last couple of episodes we've done in particular like this has been cropping up in the research is that the game was 
on target to be using the gamepad features very heavily. And then the developers realized, you know what? It's just kind of awkward to have these two screens that are so far apart. It's a little mm. distracting. You're always either looking at one screen or the other. I, I mean, it's not like the, the entire system was built with that in mind. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, it, which which is just kind of the the noble folly of the Wii U in general. You know, like they had this, I mean, they had this how, huge hit with yeah. the DS, which was two screens, yeah. you know? It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. okay, makes sense. You can do cool stuff with the two screens, but it's also separated by half an inch of plastic as opposed to whatever the span between, like, you know, your your lap yeah. and your TV. Your Guys, it took us five years to figure out, but this setup sucks. Uh, <laughs> I think we finally cracked it. But, but yeah, like, one of, the, one of the few things added to, uh, for, as, like, free updates that was substantial was the ability to see where you had been in what order on oh, a map. Yeah. Like yeah, your, the hero's your path. Family circus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the family circus Jeffrey mode, yeah, as, I, yeah. as I would like call you, it. Yeah. That was Jeffy. added like almost when I was done with the game. But it was super, super fucking helpful to see, like, I have been neat. here, I did this, less than marking things well, on a map, I'd already in, done In this a way, and... it's sort of disheartening because you realize, like, for me, I, like, I thought I'd seen most of this world and then I looked at Hero's Path yeah. and it's just like, I have seen... 40% of this world. <laughs> That's the There's thing. There's huge I, areas I haven't touched. I mean, I imagine all of us here have put in like 100 hours or at least close to 100 hours on this game at some mm -hmm. point. Yep. And... 130 before I checked. Damn, again. yeah, that's yeah. that's similar to what mine was. And then I'm like, I, all right, well, I must have seen about everything there is to see in this game. And then I checked the percentage completion and I'm like 25%. I'm like, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? What, if, wow. what could I possibly be missing? Because this game really is... Wow like vast in a way that's hard to explain. Like, cause it, you, you look at the game and you think, okay, well, there's no way it can really be that big. And then there, there's a, there's kind of a disconnect, I think, between the scale of the map and the scale of what you're actually seeing when you're exploring, you know, it, it feels like it's just going on and on forever uh, in kind of an amazing way. And, and that's just really, and your, your character, like your, your little link feels incredibly small we dwarfed against yeah. all of this like backdrop, you know, which is a really yeah. cool and kind of humbling feeling to have in a game like this, you know? So it, it's, it's such an impressive accomplishment that what they were able to pull off, regardless of the system here. Yeah. But especially on, on yeah. you, right? Like yeah. you, you wouldn't think of a last gen game as being able to handle an open world that big. And yet it's identical. There's, there's no sacrifices they made for that version of the game. It is, I mean, other than probably some performance hits, like, you know, we're not measuring things like frame rate, right? but I'm assuming it takes yeah. a hit here and there, but it's still perfectly playable and it's the same game. And, and yeah, that, I think that's, that is something to commend Nintendo for is like, yeah, you know, they, they fulfilled that promise. It is the ultimate swan song for the system. Like it doesn't get much better than this. It is. Than it this is game, a better you know, for send most off people. than it's, I'm not going to say that it deserved, but it, it got more love with its final game here than it did pretty much the rest of the console. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Most most systems don't get like a final swan. They don't get, you don't get a good last episode. With <laughs> yeah. No, most systems, no, most systems die in ennobled death, yeah. right? It's just like, oh, <laughs> not with a bang, game, but with or, a whisper. You know, what, what I do yeah. think that yeah, I, uh, I do feel thing. confident saying, like, I think the Wii U is the best Zelda console. Like, yeah, there are I four believe, Zelda yep. games. There's, yeah. Well, and I, there's like Hyrule Warriors. You get that. I had that in my notes. You get Wind, Wind Waker HD. <laughs> oh like if I, I imagine yep, that those right. DS Zelda games were available like on the eShop. Yeah. Um, and so it's like you could have oh, a, a ton Spirit of Zelda tracks. games yeah. in one place. 
um, on this console, which is that's very true. Cool. And because Nintendo doesn't carry over to this gen, they are still yes, in one place. Because if yes, you bought them stuck for there. Until, the, you have until March to snatch those up, people, and then it's gone forever. <laughs> Wait, are you? What, what happens? In That's March? when the 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 Wii U servers are finally completely shut down. Like the eShop yeah. and everything is just completely shut down. I mean, the eShop isn't accepting any transactions right now. So if you haven't right. already bought them, you right. can't get them. But if you you know have them not on your system and would like to download them, there you download go. them. Yeah, best yeah. best do that yeah. now. Because you're about to go get whatever proprietary memory format they were <laughs> yeah. using for Wii U. You're about and to lose forever <laughs> your copy Wii, of Box Wii Boy. U was weird because you could use a hard drive with it, but you yeah. had to have like a special right. cable that plugged into both USB yep. uh, slots. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, it was very strange. Oh my God. Because, because like one of those is not enough to power a hard drive, but both of them are. Yes. Are you yep. serious? It didn't have like the. Because I, I thought it, I thought it was it. just like a you, power you, you wouldn't be able to plug another USB port <laughs> in and copy them back and um, forth. That's like some yeah. VR, last-gen VR system stuff, you know? Like, we're going to take it. I actually had a flash drive plugged into my Wii U for years and then, like, turn it on for something, and it, like, it had died, and I look up, and it's like, oh, yeah, they say not to use this to store games. Like, well, now you tell me. It worked <laughs> fine for years, and now it's just dead. So. What, man? We're Nintendo. We gave you four gigs. Yeah. <laughs> Did you enter your friend code to get into this? Mm-hmm. Oh, There's enough space eight. for NES Remix 1 and 2. What more do you want? <laughs> Yeah, it's just uh, it, it, it. It. I was gonna say it's humbling, just because like, I don't know. We see we see video game trends kind of come and go, and video game success stories come and go, and and it's just very rarely something I think is. Breath of the Wild became like this is my favorite game in a in a long long time, yeah. and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not because of the graphics, and it's not because of uh, this next gen capabilities. It's because of. Uh, realizing the potential of what Zelda was always supposed to be. Yeah. And, and, and like, cause you know, Fortnite's a success because it, uh, stole from all the right games sure, <laughs> and stole from all the right IP. And like, it's, it's, it's a good live game, but like, what do they really do? That's totally different, totally different to change everything. But this breath of the wild did that. And it, it, it was really oddly validating being a Nintendo fan and seeing that happen in my, Near 40s, you know? Yeah. Like, it, 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 and, it's not supposed mm-hmm. to happen. We Steve was commenting on how this game, I think you said it's only five years old. And, like, that to me is, like, I'm surprised that this game is five years old. Like, that seems old to me mm. in the sense that this game still lingers in kind of the, like, there's so many good games that come out. And so many of them that come out where, like, this game is amazing. It's a masterpiece. And then they kind of just vanish out of the sort of mm-hmm. consciousness within the next year. Yeah. And... I, I feel like Elden Ring will stick around, and I Breath of the Wild has stuck around. In in a, like mm-hmm. Mario Odyssey, mm-hmm. and a game but that it, like felt like phenomenal. it was kind of yeah, it was a phenomenal game. It felt like it was going to rival Breath of the Wild. I feel like has kind of fallen out of conversation. Mm-hmm. No, Mario Odyssey didn't influence development mm-hmm. right. like this game influenced game development, right? Like this, the the. the reverberations of this game are still being felt in games being made versus yeah odyssey sort of the self-contained thing like no one's and, trying and to yet i'm odyssey. surprised you we know, haven't they, seen they, more breath of the wild likes honestly like yeah i, I, mean, I can think of a, a few well, games you, off the top of my the, head that imitate it like but. genshin impact and yeah. when you have the ultimate yeah. game genshin impact mm-hmm. michael uh, as chris likes to say my favorite game <laughs> <of all time. laughs> Matt, Matt. <laughs> uh, you can see things in it like you know uh, uh like halo infinite has a lot of like breath of the wild in it you know mm. or like uh ghost of tsushima things Oh, like yeah. that you know 
but yeah, yeah and I, I think I we're going to continue seeing like I think this is how open world games are going to feel from here on out you know I think this is everyone's going to be kind of trying to uh, adapt to the same model the same way that third person action games all became kind of Resident Evil 4 alikes for a while you know I think mm-hmm. we're going to get that mm-hmm. same thing I, I hope so, because I think I can think of three examples of open world games that didn't that we sort of had complaints about fairly recently. So like oh, Dying yeah. Light 2, uh, Horizon Forbidden West Ugh. and apologies to Michael, who works at Ubisoft. But even AC Valhalla is their little that old Western style handholdy open world. We're going to tell you everything to do. Here's every icon on the map. And that's sort of my issue I have with each of those games. Just like, just let me, just let me find all this shit. Like you built this open world. Let me explore. And that's, what's beautiful about breath of the wild is like, yeah, that's what we want you to do. That's why we built this. Like you go explore. Like, we're not going to tell you what to do. Like, get out of here. (laughs) Get out of here. I I also want to make an impassioned plea to Nintendo fans who were turned off by like, ah, my stick broke. (laughs) I'm telling you, I get that. Uh, I, I get that. I don't, I don't think the weapon system is, I think there needs to be something added to that in the next go round to make that totally worthwhile. But I get what they were trying to do. It was Nintendo saying get better with the combat. Uh, for for longstanding Zelda fans, one like I did a video with Brett where every single location is a really specific reference to all of the Zeldas, mm. all of them, all of them, no matter mm. how small and not CDI. <laughs> uh, but I just I just remember how like. But you know how Zelda works. And when you walk in this village and you see a chicken in a coop, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to need to get these. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there, there's, there's a bunch of stuff like that in there, too, that reward you, reward, reward longtime Zelda fans for, uh, what would you call that, breaking with tradition yeah. or, 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 or operating outside your comfort zone. And, and, and try it again, especially if you already own it. it, is, it, it, it I'm, telling, I'm telling you from... If you hate me, it's not going to matter. But like, uh, uh, it is the best way the series could go forward. The, and the only only way I'd say it's not the best way for the series to go forward, there's not another handheld system. Because remember, for a while we had an annual, almost annual Zelda franchise, and I don't want it to be a every six year franchise. Oh no, either. no, no, hmm. no. But I, that, no. it's looking no. like how can they escape that? This, this, this. This new formula rewarded them financially and critically to such a degree. Yeah. What are they supposed to do? Well, I mean, well, you're right. The handhelds used to be the lower production time, sure. slightly less expensive to make. And so they could do more of those. Whereas I think one area Zelda has not succeeded in that Mario has is spinoffs. Yeah. I mean, we talked about like the multiplayer spinoffs of Zelda. None of those were like yeah. that memorable or great. Apologies if you're a fan of those. But like, yeah, I mean, Zelda... Uh, the mainline games, yeah, at this rate, they're only going to come every yep. five years or so. But honestly, I think I'm, I'm okay, okay with that. With as an that. Adult, and, and I, but I, like, I mean, thank you guys for inviting me on because I, I, I don't think I've ever said this on a podcast. Zelda is my go-to yeah, favorite mm-hmm. franchise. If you were to ask me, like, hey, what's your favorite game franchise that you know you're going to buy Genshin every Impact, game? You look forward soon? to every game. <laughs> well, yeah, Genshin Impact <laughs> doesn't have sequels <laughs> otherwise. Um, but no, but Zelda. Is it? Yeah. Zelda is it? It's like yeah, I look forward to every Zelda release. Uh, I've, they're all good. I, I, you know, I I give Skyward Sword crap, but like even it's just a right. bad Zelda. 
that still means it's better yeah. than ninety oh, sure. percent of yeah. video games. Yeah, out yeah. There, I, I think you know, I, I remember like way back when I was working at a newspaper column. I was writing about Minish Cap, and it's like, yeah, by the standards of Zelda, it's just okay. But that's sort of like talking about that you know Ocetra isn't as good as Beluga Caviar. Sure. Like it's still right. Caviar. Right. Yeah. Or that that Bug's Life is a weak Pixar entry. But a strong A plus DreamWorks entry. Right. <laughs> I, I know the paper Michael wrote for, and that joke can only play in the <laughs> that paper was published. And it's like a wealthy county yeah. north of San Francisco. Like, yes, comparing Someone's caviar reading. types. Somehow I don't think that's playing in certain guys, areas like, oh, of the country. Like, completely. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, I understood this reference that uh, Robin yes. Williams is reading. Oh, I see what you did there, Michael. <laughs> and I mean, Name my daughter after oh, that. Oh, my God. I'd never even considered the possibility that Robin Williams read my video game that you were column. writing oh, yeah. the zelda article for his local paper oh my god, god. Oh, he read that how he did that never that. occur to me oh he my god have. robin williams probably read my work holy Definitely shit he read it he probably did like six different voices like reading <laughs> his family like, can you, you know? imagine like 18 people in his household staff walked up to him you saw they wrote they wrote about zelda today in the paper. <laughs> oh let's see what this idiot said ah oh, god <laughs> oh it said michael raparas again i hate they him meant yeah. his daughter <laughs> oh fantastic wonderful he, if someone said that to him he would think they meant they wrote about his daughter he'd be like oh what are they saying about zelda today <laughs> yes. I put a Google alert up. Oh, oh, I'm Google. Look at me. (laughs) And I mean, you know, it's I'm I'm really curious to see the future of the franchise from here, because, you know, Tears of the Kingdom is coming out in May. Mm -hmm. That has kind of been unofficially dubbed Mm -hmm. Breath of the Wild, too, like all throughout its development. It's like we are going to follow up on this like they're. I'm, I'm hoping they're not, like, doomed by their own success in this sense. I'm hoping that's not, like, this is what Zelda is going to be. For the, I mean, this probably is what Zelda is going to be for the foreseeable future, the same way, you know, after Ocarina of Time came out. It's like, okay, this yeah. is 3D Zelda. Okay. This is what we're doing. I, I am wondering, though, if they're going to stick with that uh, it May release date, and if I can put on my speculation hat, wouldn't it make more sense if they, re- you know, reveal a new system sometime around June, and then that <laughs> comes out around the holidays, and it ships then? Could happen. I'm, I'm willing to bet like may mm-hmm. seems pretty tight for a game that we still have seen very little of uh yeah. i'm i'm willing to bet that thing's gonna get delayed holiday seems more likely i also think it's not likely at all nintendo announces a new system within a year uh mm-hmm. and uh shit i forgot what else i was gonna say but you know, but again I'm it's not... it's it's one of those things like uh, i still think of the switch as a new console but it is coming up oh, on its six-year anniversary. I, yeah. Like, it has, what, it's already had a longer lifespan than most other consoles have. What I was going to say, like, it's like, it's just one of the... I'm never really proud of being old and talking about games <laughs> or anything like that, but I do remember where, like, you know, being a Zelda fan for the NES and the, the Super Nintendo and the Game Boy and Ocarina is like, we were looking forward to that, like, oh, shit, this is where Zelda is going. But it did switch formula, and it has switched formulas more than once. Yeah. Uh, and it has to do that to keep growing and keep being a substantial fa- franchise. Same with Mario, same with anything else. And, like, uh, this won't be how it is forever. I don't have the mental capabilities to imagine where Zelda goes from here. And the only other thing I, I feel like may suck is that if this is where Zelda's going to be for a while, open world rewarding on this level, it might be harder for Nintendo to put any effort into re-releases the way they did on the Wii U. Mm, like, uh, we, we keep saying, like, mm-hmm. why not port 
Twilight Princess and especially more so a billion times Wind Waker <laughs> HD onto Switch and like, well, what are new fans supposed to think of games like that? What does Zelda mean to a new fan? It, it cannot mean Twilight Princess. I think people who are, you know, 12 and under would struggle. Why is this part of the same franchise? Uh, yeah. Looking at Wind Waker, Twilight Princess. Uh, sure. I don't get this. And this is where I contradict myself from five minutes ago, and I just realized where the Zelda franchise is going if we're going to have to wait six years between mainline games. Um, well, we have two recent Musou mm. Zelda games right. that apparently are pretty mm. successful. And then we have Cadence of Very Hyrule. Good. I like Much that better. a lot. The, the rhythm Much game. So I wonder if that's why, though, Nintendo has been a little more lax in loaning out the brand. It's like, well, we can only do one right. of these every six years. So here, let's keep this brand in the public consciousness through those. I, I would like to see more like full ground up remakes of the handheld games like they did with Link's Awakening, which I thought was an excellent port. You know, we still got the, the ages series that would be like incredible mm -hmm. in this format. You can even mash them up in the whole one big game. Like, and and again, just because it's the only yeah. place I get to say it, like those Ocarina and, and Majora's Mask 3DS remakes were really great. And I don't they really were. I don't understand how you I know game development is difficult, but I don't understand like how those can't be enhanced in the same way Twilight Princess and Wind Waker were for for big screens. I feel like that's totally possible. Yeah. No, 100 percent If you've not I mean... really compared Breath of the Wild or sorry, Ocarina 3D to Ocarina the original Ocarina of Time, it is night and day. Yeah. And it's it's since that data has to be there somewhere. This up-res 3D version of Ocarina of Time, it should be it should be possible to do on a Link's Awakening level. Like it's not a drag and drop. I, I know that because man, the 3DS. Did, did any of you guys ever work on 3DS games where Nintendo's like never display this in full screen? We don't want people to see that it's 340p. <laughs> I do remember that policy, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, they, they don't want you to see that because it does look like shit when you blow it up on a large television, but it can be enhanced the same way. It's essentially all that, well, Wind Waker was. Yeah. Uh, and and those, game, those remakes are amazing, and that's what I really think should be out there because I think those will hold up the best. You could say to younger kids these are where these were 20 years ago but now they're in 4k and they op they go at 60 frames a second blah 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 blah. yeah oh i hope so. i hope so but yeah like this this is a weird place for the franchise to be uh i don't know what they do outside of open world zelda games from here on out and we won't well, know for another three years what that it sounds like. like we're all saying the same thing. We want the series to transition to tower defense primarily. <laughs> yes. Good Lord. And, uh, and then just call it a day, right? Just, yeah. I, I just want a straight-up gotcha game on mobile devices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those weird people who finds those like uh, Hyrule Warriors games like deeply offensive to what I think is important about Zelda. <laughs> and I hate them so much. I, I, I've bought everyone, and I'm like, God, this is the worst franchise to do this with. Fuck this. I sucks. mean, would you believe that those are the best Warriors games? Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. 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 You, got, you got Miyamoto over yeah. your shoulder. They're what pretty... are you going to do? Yeah. 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 That and the Persona better. one, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I heard that Persona one's yeah, fun. That yeah. Strikers. Yeah, yeah. Persona of Strikers. Thank I want to get Michael. into our, yeah. our, our rankings here Sega in a second, but I have, I have one more question for you okay. guys, which I feel like is very important to this game. Um, 
Have you guys ever eaten a baked apple? Like, you meet the old man at the beginning, and he's like, you take this apple and you put it over a fireplace, and it's a tasty treat. And I'm like, we just put an apple on a stick? Because that sounds <laughs> fucking terrible. I like. I've done it mm-hmm. once as a kid, and you. I, I know, Matt, I know can it inspired I guess? Can me. I, yes, Peach, it is Peach Dragon. Peach, Peach Dragon. Dragon. Yeah. Peach Dragon. Okay. Inspired me as a kid because I, I used to watch that movie like at least once a week, and so I think my dad literally just like did an apple on a stick over the stove. Uh, it's okay if you you got to yeah, sprinkle okay. a little cinnamon okay. in there, like and and uh, maybe a little. Otherwise, sugar, does, it, it's it's just an does apple. it get smushy? It has, yeah, it has the texture of a rotten apple that you would normally throw away back when I used to eat fruit. Mm-hmm. It's mealy, yeah. It's a little See, mealy. That sounds unpleasant. Apple, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I want one. Well, it's it's like it's you go in expecting the inside oh, of yeah. apple pie, and that's why I say you got to have that cinnamon and sugar, is because that's really yeah. what you want with the warm apple taste. Or whatever, Jason Biggs. Really, you're just getting you're getting applesauce in a leather purse. So, so what you're saying <laughs> yeah. is, if you want that apple pie taste, you, instead of putting an apple on a stick, you should put a stick of butter on a stick. There you go. Just rub that in some cinnamon <laughs> and sugar and eat that. Yes. That's yeah, a good call. Yes. That's or, a good call. You know, <laughs> warm it slightly. You, well, since McDonald's no longer but, makes the oh, good yeah. apple pies, you got to go to Popeye's to get uh, those. Away from uh, Breath of the Wild, if you want to eat a lizard... Throw a mushroom in there, man. It's, it's... Oh, yeah. 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody great. knows that. Yeah. With that, you'll have all the strength to climb a mountain. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, let's move on to our rankings here. Um, I, uh, we're adding uh, this is the last game we're adding to our list. Uh, this will be completing the Wii U list. Woody, where is this one sitting for you? I think that this game has a strange place on the Wii U because I think that this is probably the best game on the Wii U, but it's not the best Wii U game. Like it's not, it's like objectively, like this game is, is amazing and everyone should play it, but you should play it on the switch because you're going to have a better time. Like, um, and whereas something like the legend of Zelda wind waker, which I, you know, is still a great game, but I believe is an inferior game to this. Like, you want to play that on the Wii U. Yeah. Like there's yeah. a lot of cool features that make the Wii U sing. Um, so I'm not, I'm putting this at number four, which okay. is right ahead of Zelda wind waker and behind Rayman legends, a game that, um, oh, wow. yeah, just really does shine I mean, on the I Wii U. Ask you as someone who, who has not had a chance to re- regularly yeah. listen, at least not to this episode, Mario Kart eight presents the same problems. Cause I think it's like, for yeah. me, it was like the, the best Wii U experience I had with a game, but is now available in a much, but at least not enhanced. But that's not true. Like Mario Kart eight for the Wii U has one feature. Like you can play local multiplayer mm. yeah. without split screen. And one person is looking at the game pad. What? So at, le- at least mm. it has, <laughs> at least it has something that um, gives it that, okay. you know, over the switch version. Whereas this, this version literally has nothing on the Switch version, mm. but it's still a fantastic game. I I was prepared to come in here and like defend my hot take on this one because we have been singing its praises, but <coughs> I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm putting this at number five, which is just below uh, Wind Waker HD, which I think right. is the the best Zelda game on this specific console. I think Breath of the Wild might be the best Zelda game. Period. Uh, sure. I think that, that is an asterisk that console... should be larger than the title on whatever list you print. 
That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but like, yeah, it, so it, it is in kind of a weird place. Like, because part of what we're evaluating on this show is not just like, is this a good game? It's like, is this a good game on this console? Does it represent mm. this console? And this doesn't really mm. represent this console in any significant ways. But it is still an unmissable, like, kind of game changer. Uh, so it, it, I agree it's in that weird spot. But it is my number five, and I was prepared for that to be, like, a super blazing hot take. But I'm glad we're on the same page about that yeah. one. Yeah, because, like, I think early on we're like, oh, okay, well, Breath of the Wild is going to be last. So that's just going to be the number one game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, we're just, it's automatically just going to be number one. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I'm kind of pleasantly surprised that that wasn't the case, like because I thought I think that might have been anticlimactic, but I don't want it to take away from like my affection for this game and uh, what an amazing experience it is. Yeah. So it's well, you got to give yeah. Just Dance twenty eighteen. <laughs> Absolutely, we do. Absolutely, we do. Um, yeah, my my ranking should not carry anywhere near the same weight, but as someone who has never played Breath of the Wild on Wii U, it is my number one Wii U game. Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> Devil's uh, third uh, shame yeah, once again. Uh, uh. Devil's third, a close second, but yeah, oh, yeah. yeah obviously, obviously, obviously. Uh, well, thank you guys all so so much for uh, for taking time out of your schedule. I'm glad we were able to get you in here before the holidays. Um, well, thank you. T- tell tell people a little bit more about uh, Video Game Apocalypse, where they can find it, what you guys got going on. Uh, it is a weekly show about video games that comes out every Friday on the Laser Time Network, videogameapocalypse.com or lasertimepodcast.com. Uh, and we t- do top fives every yeah. week. We have guests on. We talk about new games and uh, news and stuff like that. And we have a, a community segment. It's it's a fun, you have an, you have an evergreen, what, roughly two and a half hours every if week. If you've never listened, it has an evergreen style yeah. feature that's talking about like all games that have ever existed and then a, 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 a really a, a something I'm proud of just because that I don't do, but like these, these idiots managed to play almost every new game and, and <laughs> like have it, have at least a, a, a small window of opinion on, on new stuff as well. It's like, it's mm-hmm. almost too much to be contained into how long it is, but it's, hmm. And if you want to hear your illustrious hosts, uh, I have three episodes here at least. They've been featured on either separately or together. You can check out episode 386, 422, or 491. And we actually just passed mm. our 500th Amazing. Episode oh, wow. Yeah, that is yeah, a long haul. So congratulations on and, that. Uh, iTunes and you can also hear these. great. <laughs> yeah, you can also hear uh, these guys on. It'll be probably either episode five hundred and three or five hundred and four. That's right. We have them on for a couple of entries in our game of the year show, which once Woo-hoo. again will be split into two shows across two weeks, where we count down our top ten games of twenty twenty two. And just you know, remember as you listen, there there are games of the year, not anyone else's games <laughs> of the year. Exactly. So we might have some gaps there. <laughs> Hope that means Amazing. we don't have to talk well, about God of War Ragnarok. Jesus Christ! No, we, we oh, absolutely boy. have to God talk about God of War Ragnarok. Oh, I love God of War Ragnarok. I'm here for it. Uh, but spoilers. Really, thank you guys so much. You you guys have been uh, just really incredibly supportive voices for for our show over the years, and we just uh, yeah. are. Uh, incredibly grateful that you guys take time out to to come record well, yeah. with us. It really is happy a blast. to have been part are of you, it. Are you fucking no, kidding? Like I I had one of the most fun. Jim Henson conversations with Steve. Uh, we did. Uh, we talked Dark Crystal recently. That's on the Laser Time Patreon, which I just don't even want to plug after mentioning it. But like, I was talking about that. 
I think a couple of people had a hard out, and I had to go hang out with my girlfriend. I'm like, all I want to do is talk about Dark Crystal with you. Are you cool with that? Like, uh, <laughs> she's like, I guess. Yeah, I love that movie. I'm like, do you? All right, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> uh, All right, well, uh, Woody and I will be back next week for our very final episode. It's going to be our Wii U wrap-up episode, probably going to be another very uh, lengthy extravaganza as we go through our aggregated rankings, the definitive list of best-to-worst games on the Wii U. You're going to get that, plus uh, all of our random musings on the consoles and on our five-plus years of podcasting coming to a close. End of an era. Goodness me. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we will uh, see you all next week for that. And uh, you're hearing this on Christmas Eve, so have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody, and we will see you next time. Bye.